This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 120 The Woman in White Willow Lake, a quaint New England town nestled against the water, a dark secret that its residents only spoke about in hushed tones. It was a place where old legends mingled with the cool evening breeze, and the shadows seemed darker than anywhere else. In Willow Lake, the legend of the woman in white captivated the imagination of those who dared to flirt with the unknown. The story began years ago, on a night that had forever carved itself into the town's history. It was the night of the Willow Lake High School prom, a night that many had been looking forward to for most of their young lives. Unfortunately, that fateful evening ended in tragedy when a young girl named Lily Hartman met her untimely demise. Her life was taken in a car accident on a rain-slicked back road. According to the legend, On rainy nights, the spirit of Lily Hartman, dressed in her prom dress, would appear on that very same back road. She would stand near the edge, her long white gown floating with the night breeze, and her raven black hair plastered to her pale face from the rain. Anyone who saw her was said to be cursed, for she would beckon them to offer her a ride home, and those who did were never the same again. It was a drizzly and unsettling evening in Willow Lake, with the sky painted in a dark shade of gray and the rain falling heavily on car roofs and windows. Jack Abernathy, an 18-year-old high school senior, was making his way home after the prom. He had been looking forward to the night for weeks, But now the excitement had slowly faded, and he just wanted to get back to the comfort of his bed. Jack's father had warned him about the stories of the woman in white, but like most teenagers, he scoffed at such tales. He thought that they were nothing more than the result of an overactive imagination, fueled by the remote bay setting of Willow Lake. However... As he drove down the winding back roads of the New England port town, a sense of unease began to wash over him. The rain grew heavier and thicker, reducing visibility to a mere few feet in front of him. Jack's wiper struggled to keep up and did very little to relieve his anxiety. That's when he saw her. A woman in a wet, white dress standing near the edge of the road her long hair hanging like a curtain, obscuring her face. He hesitated for a moment. A shiver ran down his spine, but then he remembered all the times he'd laughed off the legend with his friends. He couldn't let a local urban legend scare him. After finally mustering up the nerve, he pulled over and rolled down the window. Need a ride? He called out, trying his best to sound confident. The girl turned to him, and for a brief moment her eyes met his. They were a piercing blue filled with sorrow, and he could see the tears mixing with the raindrops as they descended down her cheeks. She nodded silently, 
her lips trembling due to the cold night air. Get in, he said, unlocking the back door of his car. Without a word, the girl opened the door and climbed into the back seat, her dress soaking the upholstery instantly. Jack couldn't help but notice how cold her touch was as she brushed past him. The ride was strange from the start. The girl sat in the back seat, silent and motionless, her gaze fixed on some distant point ahead. The only sound was the steady rhythm of the rain on the roof and the back and forth of the wipers as they swept away the falling water. Jack attempted to make small talk, asking the girl's name and where she lived, but she didn't respond. He could feel a growing sense of unease, but he pushed it aside, chalking it up as a rational fear. He told himself she was probably just upset. Finally, they reached the address the girl had given him. It was an old Victorian-style house with overgrown ivy and an air of melancholy that seemed to radiate from its exterior. Jack parked the car and turned to the back seat, expecting to help the girl out. But when he looked, she was gone. The back seat was empty, except for a large puddle of water left by her drenched dress. Panic surged through Jack's veins as he glanced around the car, searching for any sign of her. Had she just slipped out without him noticing? But the door was still locked from the inside. Confused and terrified, he jumped out of the car and took off running up to the front door of the house. He pounded on it, and after what felt like an eternity, it finally creaked open. A middle-aged woman with tired eyes and disheveled hair peered out at him. Her eyes shifted from Jack to the back seat of the car and then back to him. Her expression paled and she began shaking. You, she whispered, her voice quivering. You've seen her, haven't you? Jack nodded, his heart pounding in his chest. I gave her a ride here, but she disappeared. Who is she? The woman's lips quivered as she motioned for him to come inside. As he stepped into the dimly lit foyer, he noticed a framed photo on a nearby table. It was a picture of the girl he had just seen, dressed in the very same white gown. That was my daughter Lily, the woman said. She died on that night of her prom, in a car accident on these very roads. The woman was on the verge of tears as she stared at the photo of her daughter. The rain outside had not let up, adding to the already unsettling situation Jack had found himself in. What happened to her? he asked. The woman turned away from the photo, tears coating her cheeks. Lily, she died on the night of her prom. A car accident on these very roads just a mile from here. It was a rainy night, much like this. Jack's mind raced as he connected the dots. The girl he had picked up, the one who had vanished from his car, was Lily's ghost. He had heard the legends, but he had never truly believed them. Until now. Did she... uh, Did she ask for rights like this? Jack asked, his voice trembling. The woman nodded, her eyes never leaving his. Yes, she did. People say that on rainy nights she appears, and if you offer her a ride, she vanishes. Jack's heart had nearly pounded out of his chest at this point. He had unknowingly given a ride to a restless spirit, a ghostly woman forever reliving the tragic events of her final night. The room felt heavy with sorrow, 
and the rain outside seemed to intensify, as if the sky itself was mourning Lily's fate. Jack couldn't stop looking at the photo of the young girl, forever preserved in her prom dress, her eyes filled with youthful life and dreams that had been stolen from her. The woman spoke, her voice quivering. Lily was so excited about her prom, and she looked so beautiful in her white dress. She left with her friends, and I waited up for her to return, but the hours passed, and she never came home. Tears filled Jack's eyes as he listened to the story. He could almost picture the scene as he listened to every detail. She was just a mile from home, she continued. The car swerved on the wet road, and she never made it back. They say she died instantly. Jack's mind continued to race, and he felt sympathy for the grieving woman. He realized that he had to leave. He didn't want to start crying in front of her. He had to get back to his own life and find a way to forget the events that had taken place that night. As Jack stepped out of the house, the rain had subsided to a mere drizzle, but the darkness of the night seemed more unsettling than ever. He climbed into his car, the wet seat still a reminder of Lily's ghost. He sat for a moment and then collected himself, ready to continue. The engine roared to life, and he began the drive back home. The few short miles to his house felt endless. Every glance in the rearview mirror filled him with a sense of unease. He half expected to see Lily sitting in the back seat, her ghostly sad eyes fixed on him. However, the rational part of his mind knew it was impossible. She had vanished once and for all, but the legend of the woman in white had taken root in his psyche. The rain continued to patter on the roof, echoing through a small car. Jack's grip on the steering wheel tightened as he approached the spot where he had initially picked up Lily. He closed his eyes as he passed the area and then opened them again. As he looked up, there in the rearview mirror, he saw it. A faint, ghostly figure in a white gown, standing by the side of the road. His heart pounded in his chest as a loud, high-pitched ringing sound echoed in his ears. He immediately swerved, colliding with the tree just off the side of the road. The image of the ghostly figure of the young girl was the last thing he saw before everything went black. Welcome to Campfire, Tales of the Strange and the Unsettling. We're your hosts, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now the debrief. Yeah, yeah, woman in white. This is a classic. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different versions of it. Yeah, like that's that's the thing is like as I was as I was going through this looking for ideas of of how I could do the story. I mean, there's of course brides like escaped brides or murdered brides and husbands on their way to or from being married. Yeah, prom, you know prom goers that die the night of random i mean we have quite a few that we can kind of discuss just a just a couple different uh tellings of the story in different areas but like there's yeah. so many of these types of stories that's what i love about the woman in white is it's like this is like a category of ghost story right, right? it's yeah. not like it's it's not a specific thing so every and i think that's that's like a a feature of a truly good urban legend is that it's you get different versions of it in different places right yeah yeah that's fair yeah so i think it was like two years ago now i was on this show called the semi-skeptic podcast i think it was called that okay 
semi-skeptic. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. You can't um, be semi-skeptic. You're either skeptic or you're not. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true. Yes, it is. I feel like it's a sliding scale. Even if you're a little skeptic, you're still skeptic. It's a spectrum. Mm. Respect the spectrum. I think that's... <laughs> I don't think that's entirely true. Regardless, I was on the show um, a couple years ago, and the dude is from somewhere New England, but it was like we went over this very specific legend of a woman in white from their area. Yeah. And it like had to do with like a mountain road, like a, a dangerous mountain road. And the woman had like crashed her carriage after, mm. I think it was cause she had her baby with her yeah. and she was like constantly like, walking up and down the road the baby got knocked out of it was it's a sharp turn the baby Uh, got knocked out of the carriage and so she dives after it and she's just constantly spending forever looking for her baby yeah yeah Yeah. um but it was we talked about like because a lot of these especially with women in white um legends are cautionary tales right exactly like it's a way to to make teenagers afraid of driving ninety miles an hour on super curvy country roads. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll notice a pattern with these, like the hook hand, cautioning young you know youngsters about the dangers of having sex, especially yeah. in a heavily secluded area. Yeah, these are about uh, going to prom, getting married, having kids, <laughs> or just driving reckless around a you know, yeah, curve of some sorts, coastal. It is incredible how many, yeah, it's incredible how many legends we have that were created, like, 100% created to keep teenagers from fucking each other. Yeah, true. Like, legend after legend after legend. You'd think eventually we would just, like, develop, we would, like... A fear of sex? Yeah. Not all of us like that. Especially, like, young sex. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. Like but, maybe generation after generation of creating these legends will eventually like evolve, and then puberty won't start until you're like 27. People also like to take risks. So when you're know, told not to do something, then that makes it that much more appealing, right? Yeah, when you're like 16, for sure. Right. I mean, that even happens as adults. Like, it, regardless, you know. I mean, there's yeah, it's I always. Guess. There's always things out there that, you know, if you're like, oh, you can't do this, you're, you know, either curious, like, oh, why not? Or what to do whatever. So I think there could still be, you know, I don't think that would deter anybody at this point. Yeah. I don't know. You're talking to the wrong person. I'm like the least, I'm the most risk averse <laughs> person ever born. So. I mean, I get that. I don't really... I don't really get the appeal of things that could oh, be I, dangerous. I, I don't like to take huge <laughs> risks either. Yeah. You know, like I'm always thinking about what could happen or whatever else. Like, yeah. But you get that little inkling still, like when someone's like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Part of you is like, why not? Hmm, why not? I mean, unless it's yeah. like something that's like obvious, like. Yeah. I mean, drugs are bad. On the electric well, of fence. course. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. Here's an electric fence. Don't touch it. Don't have to tell Why me twice. Not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you mean there's electric in there? Uh, goodness. I, I don't. I mean, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. I just, you know, it's it's that thing. It's even more common in children, of course. Yeah. Being I mean, told it definitely not to do something just makes you want to do it that much more. Yeah. It definitely backfires. Yeah, like of course. Trying to teach teens to stay away from somewhere by making it cool and spooky. Like, that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> right. You don't want none of this, do we? <laughs> <clears throat> exactly. No, but, like, there, there's a whole subset of, you know, teens that are the spookier the better. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, true. it just draws them straight in. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, there's some things that... I think regardless, it's like we have these urban legends that, you know, like coming to the realization, oh, maybe, you know, we should just not do this. And then, boom, these urban legends work. But where's the fun in that, right? True. Fair enough. 
-hmm. Plus, you can, because there are dummies who run toward danger, you can re-up the legend every, you know, 40 or 50 years. Exactly. With another, you know, idiot who drove 90 on the curvy road and flew off and exploded and now his ghost is wandering the that'll never be the road right. now i like to drive the speed limit or below yeah same <laughs> i prefer below <laughs> i mean like even like on the interstate it's like 70 i'll go at the most 73 and i feel like i'm really pushing it yeah i'm when every time my wife like gets towards 60 miles an hour i'm like easy dear <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm one of the most annoying passengers possible. And when I was driving, like, those people that you get stuck behind and you end up, like, five minutes late to work because you don't plan your day properly, and then you get stuck behind someone going five miles an hour under the speed limit. That was me. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. I have no problem (laughs) at all driving 50 in a 55 the entire time I'm driving. I mean... You know, if there are 40 cars behind me, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, there shouldn't be any shame in that. They can go around. Yeah. But what could be so urgent? (laughs) At the same time, I'm also yelling at people for not having a sense of urgency. It amazes me how much urgency people really have on the road. They do, though. Exactly. Like, what what the fuck are you hurrying toward? What could be so urgent? Like, what? Okay. So say you're like, I'm going to go get lunch. Right. right, you're just you're planning. You're gonna drive somewhere. You're gonna buy some food. So maybe you have a lunch, lunch, like you have a specific right? time that you have to be back, and you're going sure. over there expecting. Oh, this is normally a five minute trip. Uh huh. And then you know, and then it takes six and, and a half minutes instead of five. Or the drive through is packed, and it turns into an hour ordeal. Right, but that has nothing to do with me going fifty and fifty five. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, I'm saying for it to be urgent, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I can understand that, but, like, at the same time... I'm just amazed... Okay, so I can't tell you how many times I've been driving, you know, five miles an hour under the speed limit, and someone, like, blazes past me, and like, passes three cars, and then I see them, like, they're going so fast when they get in front of me that they disappear in front of me. And those are the people I hope get pulled over. But... I can't tell you how many times that's happened. And then two minutes later, I pull up beside them at a stoplight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look what you accomplished by risking your life. Here we Mm -hmm. are in the same place together at the same time. Great job, fuckface. Like, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. There's no reason to be in such a hurry. I think it's, yeah. (sighs) I just don't think people take driving seriously enough. That's why I stopped driving. That's why I stopped. I just bowed out. Because I'm like, there are too many dumbasses doing this all at the same time. That's fair. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Just, like, even on, like, a pick a time when literally no one has to be anywhere, right? Like, of course, there are specific circumstances. But, like, Sunday at 5 p.m., right? Like, the vast majority of people who are out are just out. Mm-hmm. Right? Most people aren't headed to work at 5 p.m. on Sunday. Most people... Okay, so there are still people going fucking 20 miles an hour over the speed limit and honking at people when as soon as the light turns green and fucking screaming out their window at people. What? I don't get it. Sunday's God's Day, all right? Lay off it. (laughs) Chill out on the Sabbath. (laughs) No, it's, it's fair. It's fair. I understand it. I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I don't understand how other people live. <laughs> That's a problem I have in many arenas. I just don't understand the choices other people make. Yeah. yeah. I'm there with you to an extent. Driving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Roads are mean. People are stupid. It's just, I think a lot of people don't understand. They don't really comprehend the gravity of what they're doing when they're when you're driving. Like, right. when you go down the highway at 60 miles an hour and you're passing another 2,000-pound chunk of metal flying at 60 miles an hour, so close that you could literally high-five as you passed. Every time a car you passes you on a normal... No. <laughs> <laughs> on a normal highway. It's that close. It's fucking... It's like two feet. <laughs> two feet. 
Yeah. That's your clearance. Yeah. I like to maintain that, like, that at least one to two cars lengths behind, like, if I'm falling behind somebody. Yeah. And I expect everybody else to also follow that, but they don't. No, they don't. One of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody's, like, on my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There should be an urban legend about that. <laughs> like, you and while driving. It. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow lady oh, in goodness. white or this woman in white whatever lady in white yeah woman there in white. there are versions of her that are off the road too right like i don't, can't tell how many i can't tell you how many haunted houses yeah. i've heard that that supposedly have a woman in white yep in residence right oh without a doubt yeah at least four to five yeah so it's literally a category of ghost story right woman in white yeah yeah it really is i mean you've got that that lone lone girl waiting for her husband to return from war yeah died of a broken heart yeah forever haunting the area <laughs> <laughs> they're also like very like a lot of people put like la llorona yeah in oh woman, yeah la llorona the woman in a, white a category, category right yeah um, yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of a lot of similar similar ones because there's yeah there's a lot of like similar to the white lady woman in white lady in white whatever you want to refer to her as and one also there's an entirely separate vanishing hitchhiker legend yeah, true true right some of them are women in white and some mm-hmm. aren't well true um we covered bandage man a long time ago do you remember oh, that yeah. yeah that was legend uh, that was a weird one that some of his legend is the vanishing hitchhiker stuff he also sometimes attacks the vehicles but like most most of the stories about bandage man is he like appears in the back of your truck or in your back seat yeah. and then you like swerve and stop and he's not there anymore for like for years after i first started driving anytime i passed the cemetery especially at night i was always terrified of like looking in my back seat oh yeah so i like i would avoid for a while every time like at least a couple miles before i'd even look in my rearview mirror yeah. Just for that possible chance that somebody's like sitting back there. Dude. When you were a kid, did you hold your breath when you passed cemeteries? I, I, was ne- I never did that. I, I no. was never one of those. I just there was there was there was some movie or episode of something I remember watching as being young and that happened. They passed the cemetery and all of a sudden there was somebody in the back seat. Yeah. And so and I was just like, mm, I don't know. I, pick I know up. it's extremely irrational. Sure. And not <laughs> not a thing, but I just I still I didn't I I don't know it was like this like weird nervous uh yeah nervous thing yeah same same thing as you like pulling your sh- crack your shower curtain yeah, back every true, time true. you go in the bathroom right or anytime I walk out of my bedroom late at night I glance down both sides of the hall <laughs> yeah before I walk out you can never be like too you're certain. crossing a busy street. <laughs> <laughs> What if there is a masked murderer there waiting for me to open that door? At least as I'm still in the, like the threshold of the door, I can quickly shut it and lock it. And you know what? Dude. He's not getting in. I'm always amazed by how much like gives me time to climb out my front window. <laughs> <laughs> and just leave your wife in there. <laughs> uh um it it always amazes me how much like you think about stuff like that dude like and and it's super common apparently because i've brought it up with other people and they're like well yeah he's the normal one i just i have a lot of weird paranoia issues yeah but like yeah the more i talk to people i'm like oh yeah i do that too and i'm like oh cool i (laughs) always thought i was weird just reinforcing your paranoia issues (laughs) (laughs) so you're telling me there's something to be worried about yeah. All right. Don't have to tell me twice. Dude, every night I walk around my house with every single light off. See, that's weird. Like, every single light in the entire house is off. When You're I walk to the bathroom. A little too confident, I, back, I think. I wouldn't be so I, cocky. I don't worry about a fucking thing when I'm at home. Nothing. I free. I get freaked out when I go out into the world. <laughs> that's when I get nervous. When I'm at home, I feel like I'm safe. Yeah, until that's taken away from you, and then you're not your whole world's gonna just crumble. I mean, hopefully that never happens. I'm gonna make it happen. 
One day. <laughs> I'm glad we have this recorded. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it will happen. <laughs> One day it may or may not be me hiding in the corner. Yeah. In a T-Rex costume. <laughs> that would just be awesome. Yeah, but you're you're in the dark. And all of a sudden you see something kind of move or twitch in the corner. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me. You're going to be like, oh, what's that? I better go investigate. I just turn the light on then. And then I'm going to lunge at you. Or I mean, <laughs> they are may, may or may not <laughs> lunge at you. <laughs> uh-huh. Luckily, those giant T-Rex costumes are probably not very easy to fight in. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so whoever does it would be at a distinct disadvantage. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, I've decided what I'm what I'm wearing for Halloween. Have you? I can't give it away, though. Wow. Great, great content, Ryan. Yep. <laughs> You're just going to have to see if you can put it together. <sighs> Am I supposed to guess? You'll have to guess, yeah. When the like time right comes. Now. Oh, you don't want me to guess now? What, what are you just going to start spitballing random ideas? Yeah. With no context to go off of? Blue Power Ranger. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What if I nailed it? What if I just fucking nailed it? That would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, no, you'll never guess. Trust me. Okay. Is it Jack the Ripper? No. Is it... Uh, no. <laughs> no. You will never uh, guess, I promise. A gray. I wish, but no. Uh, a giant squid. Think local. That's all... All the... Like... That's the only clue I'll give you. Are you going as a mud mermaid? No. <laughs> How local? It doesn't have to be anything weird. Okay. How local? Local. Like Indiana or local local? Indiana. Oh, okay. Are you going as Peyton Manning again? <laughs> <laughs> Third year straight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Nope, nope, not. not you're not going to give it away, are you? Not the man again. No, that's dumb. <laughs> but you're going to see it. You're going to be like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you're uh, throwing a party. Yeah, that's cool. And that's where I will be dressed. Oh, that's where you're going to be wearing it. Yeah. Is it a character from the party? Nope. Oh. Okay. No, because I mean, you can either come as your character or. There's also a costume contest because it takes place at Halloween. So, sure. Yeah. Can you also just come in like cargo shorts and a tie dye t shirt? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. If you want to be like that dude that just spends all his time at the beach, yeah. You I better could, bring a surfboard be at least. <laughs> dude, surfboards are expensive. <laughs> also, <laughs> it'd probably be a pain in, the, pain in the ass to carry on a surfboard around my house. Yeah. That's fair. Just carry it around everywhere. Hitting people as you walk by. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hang ten, bro. <laughs> yep. Gnarly, yeah. gnarly bad. That's a surf thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, gnarly. since you're not going to tell me gnarly. what you're... I think it's ollie, ollie, bro. Well, since you're not going to tell me what you're going to be, I guess we can talk about the actual subject of the yeah. show now. I mean, really, what's there to talk about? She's <laughs> often seen in a white dress, dark black hair. Like, and, and one thing I was reading is like, even in all these different depictions in the other countries and stuff, she's always seen as a Caucasian woman with like jet black, raven, raven black colored hair. She's a goth chick. Plastered to her hair, head, her face, because of course the rain. And like, always, always hiding her face. Is it always in the rain? Like 99% of these are at least. Yeah. But it's okay. always at least if not I guess well I guess maybe maybe that let's let's say 75% at least. Cuz I yeah. mean it's always she at least has her head tilted down so the hair is always in her face. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Curtained over it's it. It's a It's a legitimately scary image. I mean yeah. The woman in white. Makes it makes me think of the uh the ring girl. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's, I mean, because that's an image you've always been freaked out by, is the ring girl, right? She is kind of terrifying. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And that's, you know, 
another variation on it, right? For yeah. it to be a girl instead of a woman. I mean, yeah, true. Well, I mean, like, just like in this story, she was a, you know, teenager. Right, but the girl in the ring's like 11 or something, isn't she? I'm pretty sure she was. Younger. She's like a little girl, little girl. Yeah, I think so. But it's about the wet hair. Right, yeah, I mean, just that, like... The, yeah. That, and she also, I mean, she's kind of, she's very dead-looking, like... Yeah, skin gross, and, and, you know, yeah. 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 She basically looks, Makes like, sense. looks like a zombie. Yeah, And black much. and white. In case uh, none of you have noticed, we're, we've decided we're pretty much going to play it fast and loose with these Halloween episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we wait for spooky season all year long, so, like... We're having fun. We're going to have fun with these episodes. Yeah. And like everyone knows about these these legends, right? That's yeah. that's the whole point of the of urban legends is that they're they're everywhere. That's true. Right? Yeah. They're literally Do you have a everywhere. favorite? Do you have a favorite version of this? Um I mean I, I like the traditional like I like like this style of story. The traditional girl waiting by the side of the road, you know, she's clearly having a bad time. Yeah. Most often, of course, a guy in this case, you know, offers her a ride. Oh, pretty young girl. She's got to be having a yeah. bad time. So it's like, you know, what? if it was a, if it was a carload of teen girls, they would just like yell out the window, "Nice hair, stupid," <laughs> and keep driving, or like throw their milkshake at her. Yeah, exactly. And then like, I mean, what good's that gonna do? You like the disappearing hitchhiker, though? Yeah, that, that part. I like that that yeah. aspect of it for sure. I mean, it's again, it's it is. It's super creepy. Like that idea of like looking back and seeing someone there that shouldn't be there, or looking back and when someone was there that's no longer there. Like, yeah, it's one of those reality breaking moments for sure, right? Where you're like, it's undeniable that something weird went on. Yeah, you know, yeah, I like those, and that's why I try to really like at the end of this instead of just making it like, oh, the, the urban legend lives on, whatever. Like, no, it, like, he ends up seeing her again and it startles him and it's all she wrote. Yeah. I noticed you killed the poor boy. <laughs> Did I? I don't know. Everything went black and he hit a tree. That's true. He could just be paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. Or he could just be sleeping. <laughs> it could have all been a dream. That's true. You could Dallas it. <laughs> you could definitely do that if you want to. I should have. And just... there's my uh, and 50 year old TV reference for the week. <laughs> See, that could be uh, good too, though. Yeah. What about you? Honestly, I kind of like the woman in white, the like La Llorona style, where like yeah. they've done something terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Like where they're, it's like grief that has bound them to this mm. plane. You know what I mean? I, I like, I'm, I find that compelling. I like that too. Right? I mean, that's just more, that's like, that's more of like a monstery. Yeah. Like, you know, way to put it or way to take it, I guess. Yeah. I like it being. I like the idea of the woman in white being dangerous. Yeah. There's something about that that I find I find interesting. Yeah. I mean, and that's a that's a pretty popular thing with a lot of these stories too is she is dangerous regardless of the different ways that like the story is told. She's actually dangerous and luring people. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. That's cool too. Yeah. Agreed. There I remember hearing a story of uh I think it was in that on that, I think I heard it on that podcast that I was on where we talked about the the New England one. Oh, you mean the um, the little bit of skeptic? Skeptic? <laughs> I think so. I don't. I I actually don't think it's called that. I forget what the. I'm just I should a probably little find out. I should find out real quick because I feel bad now. There is one one common thing though in a lot of these stories is that. Like pretty much aside from kind of the way she, you know, the way she looks or the way she's depicted. But one common thing is basically the theme of loss or betrayal, right? So it's yeah. constantly like whether it's her life being taken far too young, um, the lady with the uh, one that she happens to slip and let her baby go flying out the window or out her carriage. Shouldn't <laughs> seem yeah. super hard to do, but I don't yeah. know. Like, it was an era without seatbelts. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's it true. was, by the way, Project Skeptic oh, okay. podcast. Not just a um, little skeptic. No. It's called Project Skeptic. I was on it, I think, May of last year. Um, and on that show, I heard, I heard a version of this, an account that a guy gave um, 
where he picked her up on his motorcycle. He was riding this road on, and like she, but it's like the vanishing hitchhiker story, but she vanishes from literally having her arms wrapped around him. Well, that was the story we we told on one of the uh, Haunted Highways episodes. Uh, Did we? Yeah, there was there was an episode. It was a it was an episode I did where he's like driving his motorcycle through, and all of a sudden, like he gets into the city limits and she's gone. Yeah, and like he can actually like feel her, like right. on the back of the motorcycle mm-hmm. and all that. Like, there's a lot of physical sin because a lot of the vanishing hitchhiker things you just see yeah. them. You don't get like physical contact with them, yeah. but that. So it was on on our show that I yeah. heard it. I couldn't remember where I heard it, but that one I that one always stuck with me with the motorcycle. Well, that's why I mean yeah. in this story. Like, there's a literally a pool of water in the back seat from where she sat. Yeah. Like, as as a reminder that she was actually there to make it that much more real, right? Yeah, and that's the the real takeaway here is never pick up soggy ghosts. <laughs> never. You're if you get anything from this episode, don't pick up a soggy ghost. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna ruin your upholstery. Yeah, that's true. And at least put a towel down if you're intent on picking up soggy ghosts. Yeah, but yeah, there's They're a, a big problem. Another another common theme with these is, is of what? course, murdered, and she's seeking vengeance too. You know, yeah, which is yep. another uh, you know, puts her basically as the monster. I like there's a there's a um, there's a legend called the White Woman. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. Um, it's the White Woman of Slaughterhouse Canyon. It's okay. in like. It's out in the southwest. I think it might be in Utah or Arizona. Um, and that's one of the coolest ones I've heard because the the origin story is also tragic as fuck. So, like, they this family has a cabin out right. in the canyon, right? And the the father has to go out and hunt to feed the family, right? And it's set in that time period I love, like, around the gold rush, like the 1860s, yeah. 1870s. Um, and he goes out to hunt, and he just doesn't come back. And it's, like, longer and longer they're waiting for him. And eventually this woman, and I think two children, um, they start starving. Because not only do they not have it, they not only do they run out of food, he has any tools that would be necessary for procuring more food. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He has the gun. He has all that shit. Um, so they start starving, and then you have the tragic moment where she kills her children to save them from starving to death. And then she goes crazy from having to do that. Did she at least eat the kids? <laughs> wow. What? I mean, somebody's got to eat. <laughs> No, Ryan, I don't think she ate her children. Then why did she kill them? To save them from the torment of starving to death. She could have just... Gave them a quick death instead of letting them, you know, Or she could have volunteered as tribute and and let them cook her up into a nice stew. I think they were very young children. Well, can't cook That was their downfall. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she goes crazy from having to, you know, kill her children understandable and then she kills herself she like throws herself off the rocks whatever the side of the canyon and now people in this canyon which is has the most metal name i've ever heard slaughterhouse canyon um people see this woman in white and they see her sort of like lep castle they see her leap from the from the rocks over and over again like the, it almost like goes on repeat. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, what do they call that? What are those ghosty folks called? Uh, the haunting, the type of haunting where it's sort of like they're stuck in like a, a loop. Oh, uh, residual haunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a residual haunting where they see this woman in white leap from the side of the canyon, um, and you supposedly can like hear her screaming in the distance and. You know, the desert makes really strange noises at night, I mean, yeah, so it's easy to to turn those spooky. You know, mm-hmm. but that's that's one of my favorites too. 
just because I love the time period. I like the tragedy. I like the... Uh, it's a compelling story. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be more a go to the law your owner route, and she was just, you know, killed her kids, and now she's out for taking more. You thought it was going to go Wendigo? She eats her kids and becomes a desert monster? There we go. That one, too. <clears throat> yeah. Could go all kinds of ways. I don't have Wendigo as a similar thing to the white no. lady so i'll have to add it's that not. to my list <laughs> it definitely is <laughs> <laughs> there's uh yeah so again i mean you know getting back to like there's so many different stories like this told throughout history and every yeah. area pretty much has their own version of it uh, yep. counting counting back to in 1625 there was a woman in white that was first reported to have been seen in the city palace in berlin uh, linking uh, her to several historical figures such as guilt-ridden Countess Kunagunda Olamunda. I know I'm butchering it, but it sounds fine. <laughs> okay. Who, yeah. according to legend, murdered her two young children because she believed they stood in the way of her marriage to Albert of Nuremberg. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, that's another another that puts her, paints her as the, as the monster. Yeah. Um, Definitely monstrous. In Slavic mythology, there was a young woman dressed in white that roamed field uh, like field boundaries, assailing people working in the middle of hot summer days, causing heat strokes, and sometimes causing them to go to go mad. She often took the form of whirling dust clouds and carried a scythe to stop people in the field to ask them difficult questions or engage them in conversation. Dude, that region has the best the best legends it's basically yeah like they're so and it's a subject we've never covered on the show and we have to at some point the gin yeah true true right yeah that's why we have it this this it's so like they give it so much like mystical flair yeah like this woman roams around in the form of a dust cloud with a scythe (laughs) right exactly and her goal is to like catch and people asks out riddles super hot days <laughs> so what she can do is keep their attention and cause them to develop like heat exhaustion or sunstroke yeah yep and a lot of the legends were told to scare children away from crops to scare so, children away from what from crops oh okay like from messing with crops or you know out in fields yeah. and stuff sort of like the haunted scarecrow yeah concept kind around of, here yeah, yeah. Um, there's a white lady there. So a lot of, a lot of places have multiple different ones. So I have a couple of kind of just basic ones of areas. Okay. There's the white lady of Germany that's been around, uh, yeah. So 1625, uh, she was the wife of a prince in Westphalia. Um, while the prince is away fighting the war, the wife had an affair with a wandering singer and when the prince temporarily returned home, he discovered his wife, his wife's illicit affairs and had the singer drown in the castle's moat. Meanwhile, as punishment for the wife, he had her sealed up in a wall in the castle while she was still alive. Mm-hmm. And so as a consolation, he left, her, he left her provisions of food and water in the wall, which he thought of replenishing when he returned for more. Unfortunately, he died in battle, leaving the wife trapped in the wall forever. Yeah. There's a version of this. I've heard a version of this from like um, Eastern Europe. There's an Eastern European version where the wife had just had a baby. So they brick her up completely, except they leave her breasts exposed so the baby can still eat. Right. Man, so it's literally crazy. just like, like tits on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And for the baby to feed from. And um, Vuk actually told me that. That's like an urban legend. That's like a classic legend from where he's from. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. There's um, another one of my favorite women in white stories um, is one that we covered. The Lake Marina Phantom. Oh, yeah. The uh, there's a yeah, the there's a campground. It's like at the southern end of some long California hiking trail. That's super popular. Um, And there's. There's a, but she's like a benevolent spirit. She like, it's supposed to be like good luck or a blessing Ah, if you see her. Yeah. But again, a woman in white, she like sort of floats above the lake, the surface of the lake. 
What, what story was it we talked about that it was the one about the girl that had gotten lost and while the family was camping was it it wasn't yeah, it wasn't like tahoe was it no no it's that one the lake marina phantom oh she disappears okay. while they're camping she disappears in yeah. the middle of the night yeah, yeah, and the mother one. goes after yeah. her yeah and the woman in white tells her where to find her right that's in right the story. yeah 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 Yep. I, I like sometimes I think back and we'll start talking about a random episode and be like, holy crap. Yeah. We've done a lot of episodes at this point. It's a lot now. I was dude, early on in like the first year of the show, I was so impressed with myself, with my ability to like recall, recall back details episodes, of everything yeah. that we covered. Now it's a fucking blur. Yeah. It's oh, gone. It is, for sure. Like I if someone reminds me of a specific thing, I can usually pull a few points that I remember. But like, I, I was trying to like, I was just like brainstorming like, what are some that I want to, co- some subjects that I want to cover coming up, and I had to like, I made a list of like ten, I think, just off the top of my head, because I have a big list, but I wanted like, which ones are on my mind, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I made a, an independent list of ten, and I went back. And like six of them we'd already covered. <laughs> and I didn't even remember that we'd That's covered crazy. them. That's crazy. Yeah. It's I mean it's a lot now. We're, this is this is episode 120 yeah. of the normal like normal show of the of yeah. just episodes, right? So like Yeah. Not to mention all the shit I've talked to people about in fireside chats and all that. Like all that shit's in my head. It's just crazy somewhere. to think like hundred and twenty different cases and reports and like stories that we've done on all these different things yeah they're like it's so easy for them to kind of blur together sometimes yeah it's a lot yeah that's i i look at shows like last podcast on the left that have done like fucking a thousand episodes or some they're not at a thousand but like shows that have you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds like how can you keep track of them all i i think you just stop at some point you stop even trying you know yeah. what I mean? So uh there's a white lady of New York. Uh this one this one's kinda crazy. Um so there there's a lot of a lot of ones from there. So this is this one this one in particular uh, originated in the eighteen hundreds. So according to the legend, a mother had lost her daughter and essentially became hysterical. She was convinced that that the girl had been raped and murdered by a local farmer. And so she searched basically for her body in the fields every single day looking for the spot where she had been buried. And so basically the story goes that even uh, that she even brought two German shepherd dogs with her, but failed to track the daughter's whereabouts. Finally, desperate and in intense grief, she flung herself from a cliff falling into Lake Ontario. The dogs howled in distress and joined her by jumping off the cliff. Yeah, and so best friends. now sightings of the mother have been reported dressed in white, Accompanied by howls of the dogs through the night. Ah, I like that one. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. the whole everything about it is terrible. Yeah, but like, it's atrocious. She's she's got her good boys with her. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. That's nice. I hope I have my dog in, in the afterlife, <laughs> so she can tear up my heaven couch. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, there's one. Uh, just uh, yeah, we'll do one or two quick more. Or, more quick ones yeah let's hear them uh there's one from the philippines this one's kind of a, a little bit more extensive but uh this is w- bound to be worth noting <laughs> so the filipino white lady is tied to a particular place of haunting uh she can she's or isn't tied to any particular place she literally appears everywhere um although she does have a particular habit of appearing at night on the side of the road near uh oh man is it bullet bulletti or bulletti trees Sure. Um, she also appears in random back seats. Yeah. So she's one of those that hops in for the ride. Uh, she's feeling playful. She'll hail, hail cabs and then just nice. randomly disappear. Yeah. She's also believed to be a malevolent spirit who is out to scare you to death. Um, okay. She's blamed for countless road accidents due to drivers panic- basically panicking by seeing her. Yeah. <laughs> Which super funny um dude the philippines takes their urban legends oh, very seriously yeah they're they're super super in depth um they are super stitious yeah yeah 
So yeah, they're not to not to not to generalize all you know people in the Philippines, but like they've literally had like police, like full scale SWAT teams called because of the ass wang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, you remember that? Yep. Yeah, they had like the full, literally full scale. Yeah, the full scale SWAT team response. For That's a nuts, cartoon. man. Yeah, like. <laughs> Here it's, it's like, wild. all right, all right, whatever. You know, like... Yeah, they're like, sure, You keep bothering job. us and you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But there they're like, oh, you see something? We're out there. We're coming. Yeah. There's a winged creature running <laughs> on your roof lines. We're coming for it. They are said to have a more malevolent counterpart, counterpart called the Black Lady. Okay. So she's, as you would guess, dressed in all black. Has long right. black hair. And also can appear anywhere, like in the There's bathroom mirror, res- or outside your window at night. <laughs> and just like the, <laughs> the white two lady, worst places, <laughs> right? <laughs> the black lady terrorizes drivers by appearing at night on the road. She doesn't hail cab drivers like the white lady, but just appear appear suddenly in the ra- the back seat of the cab. Yeah. So okay, I mean, like the white lady, she's out there like messing with people. Like uh-huh, a cab, he pulls over, and she's gone. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this girl's just like, I'm going to get a ride anyway. Yeah. I think I would be more terrified of the black lady than the white lady. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the black lady bears a striking resemblance to a zombified Feruza bulk. <laughs> That's how I'm picturing I feel her. like it'd be like looking into like a void of, I don't know. It's just To me, it seems more creepy. Yeah. Oh. It's definitely more creepy. Yeah. You know your legend's fucked up when you have one character that's evil and another character that's more evil. <laughs> like, there's no good guy at all. Right, you literally just can't win. It's just... But yeah, so I mean, you know, it's it, it'd be tough to pick which one to be more scared of. Yeah, they're both pretty terrifying. Right. And of course, I mean, one of the other bigger ones was La Llorona, which we've, we've talked about, you know, so far. Yeah. Um... Which fits into the tragic version, right? right. Oh, yeah. Drowned tragic, also terrifying. Yeah. Malevolent. Goes around stealing other children. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Now, this one well, this one was a tough one for me to find for pop culture. Yeah. Because, like, there's, there's a, I think there was a, like, a 1990 or 80s movie called, like, The Lady in White or whatever. Okay. Which wasn't really about that. It was like based around like this kid sees this girl get killed or whatever. And it's like this lasting thing. So it's like yeah. loosely based on something, you know. But otherwise, yeah. the main thing and the main thing that I think we had talked about previously was a supernatural episode. Yeah, which yeah. was a, the, pl- one, the right? pilot episode of the uh, of the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is the Lady yeah. in White episode. Yeah, it's a classic. And so... Yeah, like, outside of that, like, I mean, I tried. I tried to, like, dig into any pop culture as far as, like, finding her, but apparently this isn't uh, this isn't as big of ones as, like, Cook Hand or Bloody Mary yeah. and things like that, right? So, I feel like there are probably lots of references to it, but not, like... It's not, like, it's not, like, a folk... Right, exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. obviously, there's a, the Lolly Rona movie. Well, of course, yeah. I and, mean, you know, stuff like that, but... Yeah, so I'm not sure if if you if you have any other uh, examples that yeah so no I don't I don't think so yeah that was the the biggest one is of course supernatural and we've talked about that a lot so I'm not gonna get dive into yeah. supernatural right now but if you Fair haven't enough. watched it, you should watch it especially this time of year yeah now there are similar things or similar whatevers to the White Lady Bloody Mary was actually in that list oh yeah um. Just being kind of similar to a white lady and uh, more like obviously malevolent, and that's more of one you got to conjure up, right? But yeah, um, also been compared to a banshee. Yeah. Um, what uh, the Balban Sith, which is a female Scottish vampire, or in a a female vampire and vamp vampire, a vampire <laughs> in Scottish yeah. mythology, um. I mean, there's there's a lot. I won't go over them all. Um, it also was, uh, yeah, it was compared to, uh, actually compared to the ass wing. Yeah, 
just uh i don't know if it's just because of the filipino folklore or whatever else um yeah, probably and then of course the succubus yep. and yeah some other some others i'm just like meh i copied the list down just to you know just to yeah just in case but a lot of them are like weird like elven spirits and sure uh, like fey and stuff like that they um, seem to all be like vague connections though like, yeah, just very like, vague, of course. Like v- yeah. vague similarities, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, outside of that, I, like I said, there's the ones that are loosely comparable. Um, I don't know if I really count, like I said, count most of them. So we yeah. don't really kind of touch on on a lot of those. Just a couple of the notable ones, but yeah, I mean, it's it's probably it's probably less about actually being. Yeah, similar and more about them occupying the same space in the like landscape of legends for that right. culture. Yep. You know, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a very a classic urban legend. Yeah, if yeah. you, it's everybody's um, at least heard you know at least one variation of the story. But there's yeah, so for many instance, where ones. we grew up, the white lady was tied to Crybaby Bridge. Yeah. I I considered yeah. trying to do trying to do a local one, and I I was really yeah. I was really wanting to, but yeah, it's a good one. I decided not to, because I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the back information isn't really there. Yeah, so it's just made up right. over time. Yeah, so there wasn't really a whole lot to go off of. So I was like, all right, but there are some really cool ones from around here. Which I, I think again we've kind of talked about a couple of those, but yeah, Crybaby, Crybaby yeah. Bridge, Blood Road, and like its backstory, which I forget yeah. at this point. Thirteen, 13 graves. graves. That's probably one of the cooler ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there was also one about this weird uh, like frog thing, but it was like I say more kind of like cryptid, but it was apparently like this urban legend. Do this. I forget exactly, so I'm not gonna even try to explain it, but something about this woman yeah. and whatever else, and then yeah. Uh it just like sounded super funny. And I was I just like, yeah, that, that I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> Fair enough. Well you made a good choice. This one was fun. Yeah, I think I think this one is because I was originally gonna do what was it, uh Crop Yeah, which is a super cool story, but it was way too close to the hook hand. Yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, I wasn't familiar out. with the story until until you started talking about doing it. Then I looked it up, and it's essentially a hook hand in a in a specific right. place instead yep. of a car. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I think this I think yeah. this one will do. Good choice. Good choice. This is our final final urban uh, legend of our the, fi- yeah of the month because next Tuesday is halloween so we're going to be doing our big crazy halloween spooktacular whatever you want to call it jamboree (laughs) (laughs) halloween jamboree it's just crazy i mean this month is already just going crazy yeah like it's flown by i was thinking about it today and i was like man in like a couple more weeks it's we're probably going to start getting snow and I am so yeah. not ready for it. You know what pisses me off the most about that is that it was 80 degrees today. Yeah. And in a few weeks, we're gonna it's going to be snowing. Yeah. Like tomorrow, it's supposed to be like... You get no fucking fall anymore. And then rain. And then it's supposed to start going, yep. going down in like the 60s and 50s. And yep. Yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. They're, the low is in the 30s. See, that's snow weather. I don't want that. It's fucking awesome. I don't I know, want snow. I, I want it with no with no precipitation. Yeah, I like a day that ranges fifty five to thirty. Well, I'm fine with that as long as that's all it that's, is. Yeah, because that I can I can that's still I wear a sweater or I can wear a coat or a jacket. Yep. Yeah. And at some point during Same. that day, I'm going to end up taking it off or, you know, shedding some layers. Yeah, exactly. I love layers, which is nice. Yeah, me too. I think with that said. That's going to wrap up episode 120, The Woman in White. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. 
and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.